Jonathan Hood, weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. What's up? What's up? And welcome in. You're listening to Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app with open phone lines at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is the telephone number. Hit me up on Instagram, IGJHood. On Snapchat, SnapJHood. As we broadcast live from our first Midwest Bank Studios. Brianna, who will be on a Super Bowl act near you, apparently, very soon. We'll find out. We will have, coming up at 8.35, Tales from the Hood, stories of sports, entertainment, everything else in between. Also, of course, if it's Thursday. <laughs> if it's Thursday, we got something special for you on this Thursday, as we always do. The throwback. Throwback Thursday, right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN app that comes your way at 935 every single Thursday right here on UTH. Don't forget about the podcast, wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you download Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Subscribe to that podcast as well, whether it's Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Deezer. Wherever you download your podcast, look for Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. That way you never miss an episode or a segment of our program because... You're busy, right? Weeknights, when we got family, and we got dinner, you don't hear all the stuff that we have. It's just like our roundtable discussion we just had on Jay-Z, Rock Nation, and the NFL. That's why we have the podcast. Go back and listen to it if you missed it. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. That's where you can find me. Look for the logo, click it, and you're right in. That way you never miss an episode of Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. 8.05 in the city, so you know what that means? 8 o'clock, weeknights, that means we talk football, that means it's the summer of football. The summer of football. We're just having fun and we working, baby. With Jonathan Hood. Come on, baby, let's get it. Let's go now, you fired the first shot. Let's go, man. Five starts, went deep in their own territory, and it's picked off at the 
having fun and we working, baby. Pressure now on Mahomes. He's in trouble. Now gets it away. Are you kidding me? Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield. Standard bounds. And Barkley takes it all away. Summer of football. Lawrence right, flips it open. Justin Ross off and running. And Clemson strengthens its grip on this championship game. Williams in the game for the first time this year for Notre Dame. Takes the handoff. The summer of football. You got it. Working right here on ESPN 1000. I think we ain't done And the ESPN app. Summer football right here on ESPN 1000. The ESPN app. Jonathan Hood with you. A update for you in the NFL preseason. Hey man, we're gonna win this year, man. Raiders shutting out the Cardinals 17 to nothing. They are going to win the preseason championship. They ain't going to do nothing the regular season. But nonetheless, the idea that the Gruden grinders, man, we're going to get it done, man. No more 4-12, and 12, man. Great. The faces you're making is better than the impersonation. Man. I wish people could see it. I love that they're getting it done, man. 17 nothing here on our summer of football segment. Every night we give you something football, something preseason, something college, something pro, something fantasy. We're going to hear from the great Simeon Rice coming up in about four minutes right here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's own. We'll get his thoughts about some of the storylines around the National Football League. He's working with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, by the way. Shouldn't Simeon Rice be a coach at some point? Head coach keep our eyes on that story we'll talk to him about that and more and uh, by the way should be in the hall of fame uh in case you missed it earlier jeff darlington who covers the nfl got a chance to be on with cap and company earlier today and had a number of things to say about certain storylines around the nfc north like What's going on with the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, who is the head coach for the Green Bay Packers? Now, you know, Aaron Rodgers will say everything's fake news. There's no problem between uh, the new head coach and me. But Rodgers is the one that's saying these things on the record, talking about how he wants to audible. And LaFleur says he doesn't want to audible. Rodgers says he doesn't like the idea that he has to take on another team in a, in a glorified scrimmage. And LaFleur says, I want to do this every year. So there's things that Rodgers don't, doesn't have to say, but he's saying it out loud. But then when it's reported, he says it's fake news. It's, it's typical, right? It's typical of everything in our country now. It's like you say something that's fact and you just kind of twist it just because you can. Sky's orange today. Nope, sky's blue today. Nope, it's orange. And here's why. Matt LaFleur needs his quarterback to go to the line of scrimmage and operate out of Matt LaFleur's offense. That's not necessarily conducive to what Aaron Rodgers does so well, and that to me is where we have to see how this thing plays out. Like, I think it can work, but that's what they've been working through in training camp. Again, not about the personality, about the offense. So how does that relate to week one? Um, I mean, obviously that's huge. If Aaron Rodgers gets frustrated with Matt LaFleur's play calls, Early on, like what happens then? Does he go back to doing his own thing, or does he try to invest his trust in in, uh, in Matt Lafleur? So that's like one of the more interesting storylines for me. Jeff Darlington on Cap and Company also says that um, he was a little bit talking about the depth, the depth issues with this Packers team. Maybe that's the reason why they've underachieved the last couple of seasons. We've seen that plague the Packers in years past. Even when you have gotten solid quarterback play, where injuries all of a sudden pile up and they're screwed. So, you know, unfortunately for um, for the Bears, they'll be full strength week one. But to your point, when it comes to just the overall division, 
you know, that is that is a concern. For now, though, to me, they do look primed to have, while the depth, you know, we'll see how the injuries play out, they do, at least from the top talent standpoint, have the type of roster finally where they might actually get back to kind of reign the division, in my opinion. Now, what about the Vikings? Because Jeff Darlington talked about the Vikings as well, a team I thought they would be able to get over the hump and get to the Super Bowl last year because I thought all they needed was a quarterback. And guess what? That quarterback got his guaranteed money, but there was no guarantee that the Vikings would go to the Super Bowl just because he was there. Darlington gave his thoughts on the Minnesota Vikings. More thoughts from the NFC North. Last year at this time, we were talking about the Vikings that if they didn't like make it to the Super Bowl, it was a bust of a year. And then we can get to the playoffs. Like that's that is crazy to me, and probably not talked about enough. What a ultimate failure last season was. They've got to show way more than they did last year. They should. Um, you know, I, I I think that they've got with the offensive coordinator situation going into the start of the season. You'll see more of the uh, the, the the option from Kirk Cousins more within his wheelhouse, and they should be better. From the uh, from the early goings, um, they should be the second best team in the division, with the Bears being number one. But I think that the Packers are going to give them a run, and quite frankly, I think the Packers um, will give the Bears a run too. But I, I still think the Bears will be the, the top team. Under the hood with Jonathan Hood for our summer football segment here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Before we hear more about the Bears and our upcoming matchup against the Giants in preseason tomorrow. News from Landry Jones, former NFL backup, is the first quarterback to sign with the new XFL, pal. We got our quarterback. Oh, my. And then from there, Landry Jones is now with the XFL. Well, you got to start someplace, right? Sure that you don't want to sign Kaepernick? Who's gonna? Who's not going to go if Kaepernick is signs with the XFL? That's right up Vince McMahon's alley. That would be right up his alley. You know, get someone polarizing, interesting. I think that that's something that very well could happen for the XFL. It's the only other NFL, only other football league that's around. But Landry Jones, we got our quarterback, pal. He's 30. He hasn't been assigned to a team, but he is with the XFL. Mitch Trubisky said that there's got to be more go-to plays this year. We'll see. Definitely. I would just say because we, we've got a lot more reps in. When it's when it's the second year in the offense, you kind of know what you really like um, and what has worked from year one going into year two. So you, the more you rep and oh. play, obviously, the more comfortable you get with it. And um, we just have a, a huge library, but we definitely have our go-to plays. And I think there's more of those just because we're, we're able to get more reps over year one to year two. So we just carry those over and uh, continue to get better at the plays. And uh, we got a bunch of new plays that we like as well. So it's just find that balance. And, and it, is, it, it, it helps our offense when I'm playing fast and the receivers are playing fast and the O-line is just getting up and going. And we're just ID in the defense and playing and everybody's on the same page. These bears. Ugh. So the thoughts there from Mitch Trubisky. Okay. Sounds a lot, a lot like his head coach. Hopefully he'll be focused and be able to take another step for the Bears offensively. It is Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app for Summer of Football. We turn now to Chicago Zone, a Mount Carmel Caravan player, a great in the National Football League. Ladies and gentlemen, a Super Bowl champion. My God, it's Simeon Rice on with Jonathan Hood for Summer of Football here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Simeon, it's Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for your time. What's up, Smooth? How you feel? Well, it's really good. I feel fantastic. Man, listen. I feel fantastic. 
Weren't it's you? better if you're legal. <laughs> well, that's that, that's good. As a, can I tell well, you something? Good. Can I tell you something? Uh, let me tell you something, hey, Rice. Man, what's up? As a as a desales pioneer, I will respect you for as a Mount Carmel player coming on my on my show. I don't mind. It's for, all good. For tonight. We're from the same league. Come on, Catholic League. Come on, baby. <laughs> you know where we from. Don't act like it. We're brothers. That's all good. Until we get on the gridiron and you beat us 55-7, to 7, but that's a different story. Hey, man, that was a long, that was many, many moons ago, baby. <laughs> At the end of the day, we all interlinked. <laughs> that's true. By the Catholic League. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. So let me ask you this, right. man. I, I want to get your thoughts on on how you see the NFL because you've been you've been around the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've been around the NFL for a long time. Is there any different uh, or similarities yeah. in the NFL from when you first broke in to now in 2019? They still score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They, score, they score touchdowns. They still play offense and defense. They don't play it the same way, but. You know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? The game has been has changed. All games, if you look at the form of sports in itself and its entirety, all games has changed forms a little bit. You know, football a lot. You know what I mean? So it, it, the progression of the game is still moving. It's cool to see. It's cool to see guys coming in the game and better themselves and take care of their families and living their dreams, the same sort of things that, you know, what I started when I first started playing and, the ambitions that I have, I see in others and what they're trying to get accomplished. So, yeah, the game is continues to progress. I, I got look, a little softer, but that's okay. See it's that? a little softer. <laughs> see, see, that's where I'm going. See, but it's okay. see that's, where I'm, that's where I'm going. That's where I was looking for. I, I was, know where you're going. I know. I know that, and that's why you called me to tell the truth. Yeah, it's a little softer, <laughs> but it is what it is. You know what I mean? They taking care of the players, I guess. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. The thing about it is, even from the days when I played, you see the you see the game, the way it's played. You see the the, the tragedies that take place for men, young men, and men in general. They say, "I want to do this," and they play this. You know, all the all the all the findings are there. It's always been there. You know, when you put on that helmet, the first thing you do as a kid, you see where it says on the strike, and you see a helmet striking another player that says, "If you hit like this, it could cause injury or death." Mm-hmm. Guess what? I put that helmet on anyway in high school. Put it on anyway. I still saw that sticker in college. Put the helmet on anyway. When I got to the NFL, that sticker was still there. So we signed off every time we put that helmet on. Every time we put a helmet on, every time we take the field, we sign off and say, this is what we want to do for to make a living. No one makes us do this. We do this as ourselves. We narcissists in that sense. We, we sadomasochists in that sense. We love it, you know for all of those different reasons, because it brings out the best in ourselves. And to find out what we, we have in ourselves, it's nutrition. So we love doing what we do. But in the same sense, you know, the protectors of the game or the governors of the game govern it in a different way. And it's cool, but for the next generation, they're playing it, they're still playing it with the same enthusiasm and the same love that I once did when I played. So it's still cool to see. All right, man, turn the lights on at Gately. I'm ready. Let's go. You got me. You got right? me inspired. I'm ready. <laughs> Are we gonna meet up at Gately, cross the street for uh, Corliss High School? Yes. Let's go. Don't just say it. I'm. A, I'll take a flight. <laughs> you bring your. You bring your ten. I'll bring my ten. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Simeon Rice with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.
Uh, I, I wonder how you look at the, the strong defensive players. You know, I know that this league has been tilted for a while now offensively, but there's still quality players across the board in this league that get it done defensively. Who do you like watching oh, on the defensive oh, man. side? You called me for a reason, bro. You called me for the truth. Yes. I like this guy. Sean, is, is Sean Davis around, bro? Yes, he is. You called me for a reason. <laughs> oh, man, give that man a raise. Whoever it is, <laughs> give him a raise. You all called me for a reason, bro. That excites me right there. It's a trip how they slant the game. I mean, football is football. Football isn't basketball. You know, they try to make the narrative of football of, you know, you can take a quarterback and you can take a guy and he's going to usher you to a, or to a title or a Super Bowl title. Football is the ultimate team game. And if you can't stop people on defense, then you're not going to win all. You're not going to win. You're not going to win much in that league. Uh, who, what defensive player out there that strikes me as being, uh, you know, kind of like that guy? I would, I would start with uh, – the uh, Aaron Donald did. Mm-hmm. I mean, nine nine is getting done. I mean, he's just flat out going to play ball. You know, he play, he playing a sprint of bat, uh, football that's just different than everybody else. You know, he really is, and it's cool to see. It's cool to see how he gets after it from the defensive tackle position. Highly skilled guy, great motor. What a great motor. What does that mean when they say great motor? As a kid, that's just relentless, just relentless. You know, between. Two and two and three defenders splitting double teams. The kid right now is taking over. He reminds me of Sat, man. He's a more—I would hate to say it—but I'm gonna put it out there. He's a more in shape Sat. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Sapp, you know what I mean? The, the kid got—he got the physical—he got the physical prowess of like a linebacker. He's built. I mean, he's—you know—he do got abs at the defensive tackle position. Low body count, fat. I mean, like he takes his position serious, man. It's cool to see like how he has developed in this game. So I would start with him. And then I like the kid in Chicago. Actually, I love him. You know, I love the kid in Chicago. Got him from the Raiders, came over with a lot to prove, and just got it done. Just got it done. I mean, big time, big time player. So those are the two standouts to me. You gotta, right you gotta love, you gotta love how Khalil Mack, when he's on the field, you can just see that the the mood changes, that the game has changed with him just being on the field, requiring a double team, open it up for others, and him shedding a double to be able to get to the quarterback. That's a that's a difference I mean, maker right there. I mean, the, to be able to come from the Raiders like he did, being traded in there mm-hmm. with so much to prove, and just being able to just go out there and get it done. I mean, it was. He was my defensive player. He was just my defensive MVP last year. He was an MVP. You know, he, he played with an MVP level of urgency. And he, he changed the culture. I mean, look, are we sitting right in the playoffs? The, the Bears were projected to do all that. And he came in and just flat out changed the culture. That shows you how special he is as a player. The summer of football with Jonathan Hood, Simeon Rice with the Chicago Zone. With Jonathan-, Jonathan Hood. Yes, on ESPN One Thousand at the ESPN app. Could you take take me back to to when you started for, when you first came into the league with Arizona? There's always that that particular moment, that one game. You say, "Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the NFL, and I know that I can play this game at, at a high level." Do you remember that game, that moment when you first came into the league? You say, "Yeah, I can do this." Oh man, I never thought I couldn't. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I could sit here and lie and try to make myself sound humble and there was a moment, but I felt like I was prepared for the moment I stepped out of the side of Mount Carmel High School. I knew I was different. I just really did. 
You know, I practice different. I work different. I work hard. You know, and, um, when I, I I knew I had something in me back in back in the days of University of Illinois, I just knew it, I, I knew I was different. You know, I I knew I was willing to experience more in terms of playing, in terms of what I was, uh, where my ambition was, what how I was willing to work. It comes down to work, and I knew I was willing to do the work. I knew I was willing to give my left hip for this game. I was willing to give my heart and soul for this game. So everything that you all see manufactured throughout my career was based on my perception of my ability and the and and really the um, the 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 ambition to go out there and work for it. You know, not just rest on my laurels. So I was always looking to test myself. I was always looking for that experience. I was completely devoted to the experience of football, the journey of the passage of becoming what I was and what I could become in the game. So I never stopped. I just continued, continued to pursue, like, excellence. And I think from a, from a global standpoint, if you're looking from a distance and you see whatever, whatever I was able to bring to the game, it was just simply a belief in ability and, and a belief in uh, work ethic and uh, the mindset of achieving a certain goal. And I was blessed to watch the greatest defense uh, in the in the history of the NFL play in the '85 Bears. So from there, it just kind of took shape beyond that. You know, having those type of dreams, you know, those that come before us set the tone of what it's going to be like, and we have to follow it. And I, I felt like I was trying to, I was I was coloring inside the lines. I was following what the what the greatest players did before me. And I felt like if I can mimic them, then I'll be somewhere around there when it all comes down and said and done. Simeon, you and I, well, first of all, we're two years apart in age, and we grew up on the same side of town. So we probably listened to the same music coming up, you know, growing up with uh, with the people that we grew up with. So I'll ask you this. For someone that, that dealt with music and having a music label, do you think that today's today's rap or R&B is sustainable? Like, will we go to the Horseshoe Casino in, like, 40 years and watch the, the classic <laughs> acts of mumble rap? I don't think so. You know, but you know, who knows? Those people are going to grow. They're going to have their moments. They're going to say, oh, yeah, this is just when I was 13. I don't really understand it. It ain't my movement. But, you know, I, I believe, you know, all audiences, you know, I believe a music scientist audience. And obviously... If you could, I couldn't write those. I couldn't come out of a studio with any of those. You know, I couldn't pick a hit if you if you put a gun in my head. My son always does. You know what I mean? He, my son was uh, having me listen to the Amigos when he went to Mount Verde, you know, mm-hmm. before they were in out. When he, it was on SoundCloud. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> I was like, how can you listen to this? And then it makes its way to radio, and now they're the, one of the biggest groups out. So, obviously, I can't call it. Those These kids now are growing up with that music, and in it, you know, in it, though, they're going to grow old with that, those guys, and they're gonna, that's going to be their jam, you know, when it all comes down. They're going to be our few snickers, you know, because people, you know, <laughs> during our time, it was like he, they was tripping on our music. Hey, you know, Sean was rapping too, right? Yes, Sean I do. Sean Davis was rapping. <laughs> Sean was nice, though. Sean wasn't a mumble rapper. Sean was a conscious rapper. Yes. It was It was right. clear. It had a story. Is that, that's what you're saying, yeah, Timmy yeah, Rice. He had a, yeah, it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yes. 
that. <laughs> Which we don't get today. Right. We don't have middle. We don't get that no, today. No, we, no, it's no story for him. No, no, it's none of that. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I don't know. I will ask you this. Lastly, I want to know what did you in your career? Did you even come close to negotiations with the Bears? I did. I did. But uh, John Hatley, he was the GM, I think, oh. at the time. And, uh, God. He told me that I was all flash, no substance. <laughs> <laughs> really? So at that point, I had to take my show on the road. And that's why I signed with the Bears. John, John Hatley told Mark Hatley, the GM, he, Hatley told yeah. you you were, you were flashing no substance? Yep. When when was this like in the late two uh, thousands when you went with, with the Broncos or <laughs> yeah. no he got no that was that was when I went to Tampa he got fired oh. after that <laughs> 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 it was all good it all worked out it did it did sir um, it did it all worked out so we are so Davis and I are in our we have a a group that we're going to meet with every month to get you into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I know it's nothing for you to talk about, but I know that it's it, it's going to be deserved. It's overdue, actually. So it's going to happen, man. I can't wait for it to happen, too, because all of Chicago is going to be there in Canton. Oh, man, respect, baby. I'm a, and I'll represent the Catholic League to the fullest. I promise you that. <laughs> hey, man, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me. It is Simeon Rice, Chicago Zone, a Super Bowl champion, a three-time Pro Bowler, from Mount Carmel, from Illinois, and and the guy that should be in the Hall of Fame sometime soon. Great player. We are going to hear from Jesse Rogers with the latest on the Cubs and the Phillies and Tales from the Hood, all part of the mix right here on UTH. Jonathan Hood. On ESPN 1000. What do you got here? This is your car. My car? I said a 10-second car, not a 10-minute car. Pop the hood. Pop the hood? Pop the hood. Tales from the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Here we go. Tales from the Hood is brought to you by the fine folks at Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. Don't miss your chance to watch Big Ten football at Ryan Field as the 25th ranked Northwestern Wildcats, led by Big Ten Coach of the Year Pat Fitzgerald. Host Ohio State, Iowa, and more. Tickets on sale now at usports.com and usports.com. Tales from the Hood, stories of sports, entertainment, and everything else in between. You know, Davis... I think I have a tip for uh, newlyweds, for the for newlyweds or those that are just about to get married. If you want to be able to take your wedding films and it doesn't cost you anything besides photographer, you don't have to worry about a background. Just come downtown. Every night that we do this show, there is you see him right here across the street here at the across from the uh, from our studios here at the Chicago Theater. There's always someone taking a picture in front of the marquee because. They can make that picture black and white. And by the way, most times than not, you see a woman in her wedding dress and a man in his tuxedo. And they're standing in the middle of the street here in State and Lake so they can have the uh, the classic marquee over their shoulder. Yeah. It's very classy. Very classy. That's cheap, right? 
No, I mean, it's just like it doesn't cost anything. The the marquee is right there, so you just bring the photographer down, right? Photographer and a little bit, little bit of touch-up to get everything else out of the picture. This happens all the time. Yeah. I love I love this happening usually like on a Monday night, random Monday night. I think he, they might get they might get married on a Monday night you or Tuesday, see it on a Saturday. It's like a line. Like they line up here right by the alley and just wait for by a couple the alley. of people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You would literally see the wedding party in the alley standing, waiting for our turn. Yeah, that's so funny. We'll have your Cubs post-game conversation in our next half hour here on ESPN 1000. I don't usually say this. I usually say it off the air at the uh, end of the show. But this has been a hell of a show already. This has been quite the program here. We've had a lot of different uh, conversations and topics here already through the first half of the program. That's why we ask you to go check out the Under the Hood podcast. You're tuning in at 837 because the Cubs have are dominating in Philly and looking for your sports talk. There's a lot of it here the first hour and a half. You got to check it out. Under the Hood with John the Hood, the podcast. All right. Guys, a whole bunch of stories here I didn't get to yesterday, so we'll try to get through all these. 89-year-old Florida woman battles and kills a six-foot snake after it eats visiting birds. Of course, Tallahassee, Florida. Distraught by a snake targeting her beloved backyard birds and squirrels, an 89-year-old woman took matters into her own hands, killing the six-foot-long serpent with a hammer to the head. Yes, Garlene Iceman. She's Garlene Iceman. Uh, ESPN 1000, uh, hello? Let's see what we have on the, the Bears? Call. Yes, go right ahead. Yeah, um, I wanted to say, what did he feel about the Bears and Trubisky moving into 2019 against our division? What's your name, sir? It is Mitchell from Displane. All right, hang on, Mitchell. So Garlene Iceman has been noticing birds were missing from one of her feeders at her Tallahassee home, right? So this is crazy. About three weeks ago, Iceman looked in, in horror when she saw a snake slither out of a bird box where she'd been watching a nest of three baby bluebirds by, be tended by their parents. The snake's throat had a telltale bulge. I started crying. I didn't know what to do. Clearly, this snake had gotten after some of these birds, right? Because there's a bulge in his throat or her throat, right? She, so what she decided to do is, um, you know, the snake went down up into a wooden flower box, went out of sight. She removed all the places and still couldn't find the snake. Then she finally found the snake. And, um, well, she uh, pretty much cut off the head of the snake by hitting a, getting a hammer to the head of that snake, killing the snake. <laughs> the birds and squirrels are beginning to return to her garden, and and she loves it. That's why she killed the reptile. So she has, you know, as eighty nine years old, she wants she has joy watching the birds around her garden, around her, you know, her place. And the snake was there, and she took care of it. So there, there, there's no like there's she didn't or get arrested or anything like that's that. Crazy, yeah. She didn't want the snake feeding on her extraterrestrial pets. I guess. Yeah, she just didn't want it anymore. Yeah. Isn't it funny how people take ownership of animals and have love for animals like squirrels and raccoons and don't touch them. Like if you see a raccoon rummaging through your garbage can or damaging your property, you want to get them off your property. 
and you'll have a neighbor looking at you saying, why are you doing that? Leave him alone. He's not doing anything to you. Man, look. Man, let me tell you. <laughs> you, you yes. He might be doing nothing to me, but he's doing something to my garbage. He's going to take. He's going to rip up all my garbage and looking through for the last chicken bone I had last Tuesday. Looking for the last church's chicken bone that he's going to just chew on. Like, but you're messing up my driveway, messing up my alley that way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what do you think of the Bears this year, Mitch? Um, you know what? I really like your insight, and I think you have a lot of depth. You know, in 1982, uh, Mike Dick had drafted uh, 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 So sources from the HBO says that there's going to be some college football programs that's going to be on, like the kind of like we see here with HBO and Real Sports and, and the uh, Hard Knock Show. HBO is in negotiations with four college football teams, Alabama, Arizona State, Penn State, and Washington State, to create a behind-the-scenes access show uh, this season. And so here's the thing. I don't know if if Alabama is going to want to do this. That's not kind of who they are. They don't mind a little bit of behind-the-scenes, but I don't expect them. Now, here's where you can get cameras with Herm at Arizona State. He's all for it. Gold. Oh, oh my God! Gold. Oh my God! You, you, if you're looking for some quality of Herms, just preaching to those kids at Arizona State, go to the Sun Devils. They'll be glad to do it. Penn State, James Franklin's preachy and fake. Eh, I don't like him. Hey, you have a bone to pick with this cat, James it's Franklin. Not, it's just not. I mean, it's not real, man. He wins though. Give a damn. It, it's just, he just, he just, no. no, you're right. He does win. The, t- the, the two on this list, though, would be Mike Leach at Washington State because he's always interesting and weird and Arizona State. I don't think Alabama would give you that real inside access. And Penn State, you know, they'll they'll do it because they want to put a better shine on the program, you know, post Paterno and see how things have turned around. But I don't need James Franklin there. That's enough. I think outside of those four. Maybe Ryan Day because it's post-Urban Meyer to see how he does. That would be cool. People be interested in that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that those are those two. But this Penn State, I'm not interested. But Arizona State, boy, that thing. Well, you you have uh, – if there is – and I understand why HBO would do this. Some NFL teams just don't want to do it. Like the Bears will never do it. They would never have that kind of – you'll never get that kind of access. You're not interested in Lovey? <laughs> <laughs> you imagine this? <laughs> you imagine the cameras of HBO down in Champaign-Urbana? Oh, my gosh. Nothing to see. <laughs> like, here's losing again, and here's another loss, and here's another big old gray beard. That's who I am. We haven't won enough. Take your questions. That's all you got. Nothing. Simeon Rice should coach the Bears. Uh, should coach the Bears in the future, but definitely Illinois. I think that would be a good choice. Might be some violations. Huh? I understand. <laughs> well, I, I don't understand. know about that one. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. That's my brother. I understand, but I just think they need, you know, if the next coach could, should be someone who, you know, has the in with Illinois. Not trying to push Lovey out, but Lovey in that schedule is pushing him, himself out. Um, let me see. Oh, gosh. This must be a leftover Eric one. Brazilian president plans to save the environment. He says that you have to poop less. It's enough to uh, it's enough to eat a little less, says the uh, president of Brazil. You talk about environmental pollution; it's enough to poop every other day. That will be better for the whole world. 
So President Bolsonaro says that uh, pooping every other day might save the life of the environment. That's just ridiculous. You know, tell people what they need to do in their bathroom to save the environment. Is that the really the is that really the answer? So ridiculous. <laughs> Are you gonna tell somebody to do what to do with their own bowels? And and by the way, it's low management. <laughs> I understand, sir. I understand. Don't give the U.S. government any ideas <laughs> because that might be an edict. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, and one other one, a video shows a man swinging from a pipe at a fat controller nightclub before water cascades down. So police want to speak to a man uh, in a CCTV vision swinging from an over, uh, overhead water pipe, uh, causing it to burst and flood a popular city nightclub. The vision appears to show a young man dancing on a table at the fat controller. Where is the fat controller? Uh before he grabs onto an overhead pipe, boy, you could see that happening a mile away, right? Somebody in, a, in some bad club, they have overhead pipes that's out where you can see it. Like you, there's no, there's no real ceiling. There's pipes that's, that's exposed, and someone grabbed the pipe, th- thinking that they'd do something really smart, and this pipe bursts, swinging from a pipe, and then of course the the water comes down. <laughs> Gosh, oh my God. This guy is, uh, let's see, Rebecca Reardon of 22 of Melrose Park was at the club. She turned around. She got sprayed with water. There was chaos. There was water everywhere. Uh, but still, I don't see any charges here for these stories. Like, where is the, yeah, these people need to be in jail for something. Like, some kind of fine? Huh? They probably chalked it up as a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> it's like these stories. Melrose Park. All these things are not good, and I don't see any. Uh, I don't see any charges for for these people, and that is tales from the hood right here on ESPN One Thousand and the ESPN app. Uh, we'll have our Cubs post game show coming up. We'll hear from David Schoenfeld, who covers Major League Baseball for ESPN.com. Will be with us coming up at nine o'clock hour, and of course, Throwback Thursday. That'll be part of the mix as well. Let's right here, from your hood to J Hood. On ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. David Schoenfeld covers Major League Baseball for ESPN.com. We'll talk to him coming up at 10 after 9. As the Cubs and Phillies game starts to wind down, the Cubs with a, a lead for once against Philly. Skew Darvish getting the job done. I'd like to remind you about the Under the Hood podcast. Wherever you download your podcast, check out Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Again, if you miss something on our show, that way you can download uh, certain segments. Also, there's a lot of content that does not make ESPN 1000. Sometimes we work a little blue on our podcast. So that, so we make sure that it's on the Under the Hood podcast, wherever you download your podcast, as well, my friends, as a YouTube page. Look for Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood, the YouTube page, and that way... That you can hear some of our great interviews that we've done in the last year plus. YouTube.com, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. It's right there for you right here on ESPN 1000. Coming up, Jeff Passan has some strong commentary on the Cubs. Is the window closing for the Cubs? Is the window closing for Joe Madden? We'll get into that as we move forward here on UTH. Jonathan Hood. <laughs> 
ESPN 1000.